0: morning. It is February 13th, 2020. My name is Victoria, and today I'm sitting with Dr. Haywood Joyner, the faculty advisor of Bold Club. How are you doing, Dr. Joyner?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me this morning.
0: (laughs) Glad to to hear it. Um, First and foremost, I guess I just wanted to head on in with the questions. Um, What is Bold Club?
1: Bold is the Black Organization for Leadership Development, but let me point out that although it says Black Organization for Leadership Development, the club is open to any LSUA student. It is not an exclusive club for African American students. Again, it is open to any student on the LSUA campus who's interested in development of their leadership skills. So we welcome any student into bold.
0: Oh, wonderful. That's that's good to know. Um so what exactly is it that you guys do? What's some of the events on the uh, things that you do as an organization?
1: As an organization, we're basically a service organization We try and uh, highlight activities uh, that would promote leadership and development among students on our campus. We have an annual banquet that we hold where we try and honor students on our campus who are excelling uh, in their various disciplines. We monthly invite speakers from the campus and the community to one of our club meetings to talk about leadership development. Many of these individuals are entrepreneurs who have succeeded in our community and their role models for members of bold. We recently in observation of black history month. We recently held a soul food cookout on the quad. And that was very good. Uh, We had a lot of what you would call soul food, had a very good turnout for that. You know, it was a a very, very successful event. Uh, The leadership of bold, uh, uh, Ah, uh, president of Bold this semester is uh, Sage Kuzan, who is uh, also Miss LSU A. And uh, I mean, she has fantastic leadership skills. And she and Shamar um, put did a very, very good job in putting that event together.
0: Wow, well, that's that's interesting. and we participate
1: in other activities on campus. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, as those events come out, we we want to be a club that's really involved and we're excited about having the opportunity to be a part of the LSUA community.
0: So it's an academic based club. So like it's the grades and the uh, things that you get involved in on campus that is what you're trying to promote or is it like.
1: Well, we promote uh, academics as a part of the club, but it's not a criteria for membership in the club. Gotcha, Again, gotcha. the club is open to anyone who's interested in developing their leadership skills.
0: Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. So um, this semester, have you guys had events? What What did you guys do already?
1: We did have, as I just mentioned, we did have the Soul Food Cookout on the Quad in oh, right, Observation yeah. of Black History Month in the month of February. Uh, that was our major event. And uh, we're in the process of planning our programs uh, for the remainder of this semester, you know, pending mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19 activities. we <laughs> we are we are, And then we will be looking at activities for the fall. One of our events that we are hoping to have in the fall... We, We are looking to uh, possibly co-sponsor Louisiana's Poet Laureate um, uh, here on campus to uh, kind of share some of his poetry with us. He's John uh, Warren Smith, who teaches English at Southern University in in Baton Rouge. And he is uh, Louisiana's current Poet poet Laureate. So we're working to try to get him on campus this fall uh, to share, you know, his poetry with our students.
0: I'm familiar with him. I think he had done a, a workshop at the library last semester, I believe it was. And I think so. Wonderful poetry. Yes. Had mm. And it was so interesting. He's so, he's such an interesting man. Yeah.
1: Well, um, we're hoping to bring him on campus. So we're looking forward to making that happen.
0: I'm, I'm sincerely looking forward to that. Hope you do get to pin that down. Uh, so just a little background on, um, the Bold Club, how recently was it started?
1: It started about three years ago. Um, One of our students, Cody Hamilton, Cody has graduated now, was interested in developing some type of course on campus that would promote leadership development. And uh, he was very instrumental in getting this started. Uh, this is his baby, and we're hoping <laughs> to continue it, you know, uh, basically in his honor. And students that were original members of BOLD, they're getting ready to graduate soon. Aww. But, uh, you know, they have kept BOLD going, and I've been able to serve as faculty sponsor. And, and that's a very interesting, exciting job for me. Uh, I enjoy doing that, and I enjoy working with those students who are members of BOLD. Uh, so about three years now, the organization has been here on the LSUA campus, and there is some interest in possibly uh, organizing other service clubs on other college campuses, other bold clubs on other college campuses. So we'll see where we end up with that.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's still kind of a smaller thing right now. Right.
1: It is a smaller thing. It's exclusive right now to uh, to LSUA. A.
0: Gotcha. So how many members do you have already? Are you guys a big group? or We're
1: not a big group this semester, but in its inception, it was a very, very large group. I think it had at one time about 30 members. Oh. And many of those members, as I've indicated, have graduated. So we're in kind of the rebuilding stages now of trying <laughs> yeah. to get membership into the club. And that's why we're trying to promote a lot of activities on campus so that, you know, students will see that we're here and, uh, you know, they'll be interested in, in becoming a member of the organization. And we're hoping in the future that maybe um, bold will be instrumental in getting maybe some sororities and fraternities to show an interest in becoming a part of, uh, of, of LSUA's campus. I know that my particular fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, is very interested in starting a chapter here on the LSUA campus. Alpha Phi Alpha is the oldest African-American, predominantly African-American fraternity in the world. 1906 was when the fraternity was started. So um, we are very interested in trying to get a chapter started, and we'll probably do more work on that, working with individuals that are members of BOLD as we move into the fall semester. We're hoping uh, we'll be talking with the chancellor and with our provost, et cetera, about the possibility of getting uh, those fraternities that show interest in organizing or getting groups here on our campus started.
0: So you got some ambitions going for you. We do. Getting getting ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, like, I know this semester it might be kind of a sketch. on trying to get people to join. But next semester, you know, how how would a student that's interested to join, how would they join?
1: Well, they can actually contact our president. Again, uh, Sage Kuzan is our president this year. Shamar Calvin uh, can contact him or they can actually contact me, you know, at my office. I'm located in Coughlin Hall, room 101, or they can reach me by email hjourner at lsua.edu or they can call me at 473-6466 and we'd be delighted to have them as members of our club.
0: Is there any uh, requirements that they would have to meet for joining?
1: Just an interest in being uh, in service. And in development of their leadership skills is the only requirement.
0: Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> definitely. Definitely got the doors wide open, huh?
1: And it's open to any major, you know, so it's across campus. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: So, uh, Thank you for talking about the bowl club. I did want to ask a couple of questions about you personally sure. as a professor. So how long have you been here?
1: I've been here now. This is my 16th year. It's hard to believe I've been here 16 years. <laughs> Before coming to LSUA, I was the chair of the Department of Allied Health at Southern University in Shreveport. Oh. I was there five years. And prior to that, my background is in health care. Prior to that, I worked at Christus Cabrini Hospital, with St. Francis Cabrini Hospital, for 20 years. I'm showing my age now, right? And I also served as a hospital administrator for a long-term care hospital here in Alexandria for a couple of years. So.
0: Wow.
1: So I've been around a while.
0: So you have experience. You yes. know a thing or two, huh? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's, your, what's been your experience on the LSUA campus? What's, what's unique to you about LSUA?
1: I really enjoy being a part of the LSUA family. It's a close-knit family. You know, I, I like the idea of that you get to know your students, your students get to know you. Um, That day may not be such for LSUA in our future as this university grows and I'm convinced that it will continue to grow. But I like the atmosphere, you know, of this particular campus. We have some outstanding faculty and we have some of the best students that you could find on any college campus so it's a win-win situation for faculty and for students and of course i get to teach you know courses that i really enjoy i get to share my experiences over the years that i've been in healthcare with students who are going to be our future in healthcare
2: mm-hmm. and we're
1: interested in making sure that they are well trained because i might be the patient that those students are going to be treating so Yeah, I really enjoy being a part of the LSUA family, and I'm delighted that I was given that opportunity.
0: Well, I'm glad we have the privilege of having you a part of this campus and a part of the, you know, as a professor. So thank you. Thank Thank you 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 for everything. Thank you. Um, Well, that's all I have for today. So thank you again, Dr. Joyner, for joining us today.
1: Thank you. It's been my pleasure.
0: All right. Good afternoon. This is Victoria. I am sitting with an LSUA alumni, Carly Smith. Carly, how you doing? I'm pretty good, Vic. How are you? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Um, just wanted to ask some questions. Uh, just give us a little background information on you real quick.
2: Yeah, um, I am an uh, yeah LSUA graduate. I uh, did my bachelor's in English and my bachelor's in history here, and I graduated last May. And in the fall I started working on my masters in English at Virginia Tech.
0: Well, it's good. Good to see you back after after all of that. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be here. All right, I just going to jump in some questions real quick. Okay. Uh so I just wanted to start off with um what was your first semester like? Um it was really really good
2: actually. I it was a big adjustment, but now that I've had a little time and I'm finally settled, it's it's going very well. I mean, a little upheaval recently (laughs) with everything that's going on, but. I imagine. Oh
0: gosh. Um, well, okay. So this is kind of something else I wanted to ask. Uh, what did you have to get used to going from being an undergrad to a grad student life-wise?
2: Oh, life-wise. Um, well, I think like, like a lot of LSUA students, I, was a commuter all through undergrad. So I was actually living at home with my mom and my sister the whole time. So in a lot of ways, this is my first time really living on my own and between managing my course load and then now, you know, running my own apartment and grocery shopping and washing (laughs) my own laundry, all that fun stuff. Um, no, it's really, it's time management, which is kind of a thing that we're always told, but it's when you're really on your own for the first time and you're like, you know, all the way across the country, then yeah, it's, it's a big adjustment. But I think a lot of our students have already kind of gone through that especially like international students who right, are living away so it's not you know a
0: lot of the same
2: way life has always been just different
0: seems like you're you know you're finally like you really adjusted to it though that you're finally you know figuring it out and you've got it together for
2: yeah it there's definitely an adjustment period the first couple of months i was exhausted all the time Imagine. but um
0: now that i've got a routine like yeah it's 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 pretty good
2: cool cool cool
0: um, so what was the hardest thing to adjust to and maybe talking about like the curriculum and balancing work life with the, with the school load and stuff like that?
2: Oh Lord, that's, I, I mean, I would say that's the hardest part of graduate school because, and some of this is specific to the English in particular for me, but, um, whereas in undergrad, you know, we, we would read a novel, for two weeks, and we would have like either four or six class periods to really discuss it. In graduate school, you read the novel, come to class with it already read, and you get, like this semester, I get one class period to discuss an entire novel. Yeah. And then the next week, we re- read a different one. So, Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, man. <laughs> it's, and that's for one class. And Ooh. yeah, so the the workload is heavy. So, but it, it's it's doable. It's just one of those right. things where when you go into graduate school, you have to know that this is what you want and you're prepared to devote the next two years of your life to working <laughs> on it basically constantly. Slaving away to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of great. And in, in the same way that it's like sometimes undergrad classes are great because you get really immersed in the material. And if it's mm-hmm. something you love, it's just like you get to sit in that space for you know, an extended period of time and that that's
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um so if students that are in undergrad are interested in heading off to grad school, what do you feel like they need to know going in? Um I
2: well, just from my own experience, I would say First of all, you need to be talking to your advisor and letting them know that grad school is something you're interested in, because that's always going to be your best source of information specific to your field. Um, I would also say pay attention to deadlines, like making sure you get your, um, your graduation application in on time. Making sure you take the uh, the GRE, which is, you know, the test you need to take before you can apply. It's essentially, like, the grad school version of the ACT or the, the SAT. Like, um, making sure you get that done. Um, making sure you have time to take it maybe twice if you don't get the kind of scores you want. Um, researching... Um, Programs as early as possible to kind of narrow that down. Well, and that's another thing. Um, When I applied, I think I applied to six master's programs. And I would say that's about average, and not to apply to any less than that because you want to kind of cast a wide net. Because the more programs you apply to, the more likely you are to get. And the acceptance or maybe even a couple of acceptances. So you can kind of sit down and say, okay, which one is going to have the best funding package? Which program lines up with my
0: goals the best? That kind of that kind of thing. Um so like they need to be started thinking about that around what junior year, the early senior semester?
2: Yeah, I I would say I would say junior year. Junior year, really, Which if, if it's later, that's not a deal breaker at all. But if you're earlier in your undergraduate career and you're thinking that grad school might be something you want to do, the sooner you can start, the better off you will be. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um, so for students that are going in, uh, what would their experience of interacting with the faculty be? Is it like undergrad where you find a mentor and you interact with them throughout your career? I would say it, it probably
2: differs from program to program, but in my experience, um, when we first, when we first started, we were assigned what's essentially like a first year advisor, which is very similar to what we've done here. Right. Right. Um, and then because the, the master's program is two years long, that's pretty well standard. Some of them run three years or there are some expedite programs that are like a year long, but, um, usually you have your first year advisor and then your second year you should be in the beginning process of like working on your thesis. So for me, this is the second semester of my first year and I'm finding a, I I just uh, actually like found my, what's going to be my thesis director who becomes my new advisor. So the, the biggest thing is, When you start grad school, start identifying the faculty that you like, who are doing work that you're interested in, but also who have, like, a really compatible personality with yours, because this is someone you're going to be working with a lot. Um, And then even beyond that, um, your thesis committee, the, the, the faculty that help you work on that you'll you'll have a director and then two readers who also have to like kind of sign off and say that you're going in the right direction with this project so definitely start kind of cultivating the yeah. people you want to work with and usually yeah. faculty are more than happy to do that with
0: you you know make some connections on campus while you're there exactly so. start networking That's <laughs> what they always tell us right yeah. yeah 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 definitely well um thank you for coming on the show today is there anything you wanted to add to that Um, I, I think that's it. Um, Wonderful.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to say. I know that I had the same concerns. A lot of students are worried about, you know, how to fund this kind of thing because, of course, school is very, very expensive and (laughs) graduate school is sometimes even more expensive. Um, But the the programs you look into and you should be applying to are the ones that are fully funded or offer assistantships. Mm -hmm. So in my case, um, I have an assistantship which completely pays for my tuition. So I pay, pay nothing for tuition at all. And then I work with the faculty 20 hours a week. So that's divided between a teaching assistantship and working in the writing center since I'm in English. And with those, it pays my tuition. I also have insurance that's paid for by the university and I get a a stipend and that's how I pay my rent and my ramen noodles or whatever it (laughs) it happens to be. So, um, yeah, don't think just because you don't know where the money is going to come from, don't, automatically knock it out I mean do the research you're not
0: completely on your own if you want to go to grad school but you don't necessarily have the means to yeah
2: absolutely not definitely look into programs that have assistantships or or funding
0: gotcha that's I feel like that's very good to know um all righty well thank you for coming on today this has been wonderful (laughs) all righty uh guess that's it yep